an ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right, today on the podcast, I have Marissa Medin, and she is a medium, and she works in a very unique way. You can go to her website, marissamedium.com, and request a letter from your loved one, and she will sit down and channel what they have to say. Marissa shares her story about how she got to this place from the corporate world, and she also shares these amazing stories of connection with spirit from the other side. One of the stories blew my mind. You're going to love it. So without further ado, here is Marissa Medin. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. Today on the podcast, I have Marissa Medin, and she is reporting from Mexico today. It's funny because I'm saying reporting because you seem to travel all around the world, and I was checking out your Instagram, and my goodness, those pictures look amazing, especially right now. I would love to be at a beach sipping some drinks and you know relaxing in the sun, and it looks like you travel with lots of friends. Is that true? I'm in Playa del Carmen, Mexico right now, and there's probably 70 of us here right now, people I know of. Everybody has flocked here because there's not many other places we can go during COVID. So it's wonderful and overwhelming and great and all the things. Awesome. Well, welcome to the podcast, (laughs) FYI. Thanks, Amy. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Excited to talk to you today. Yeah, it's funny. We got on the uh, call to do the recording and I was like, I know you. (laughs) (laughs) We somehow know each other from some life. Yeah, some life somewhere. And 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 it's funny. I'll just for a moment. I'm sure this happens to you too. Like you'll be walking down the street and you'll be like, "Oh, hey," you know. It's like in your mind to somebody, and then somebody else is really weirded out. Like you're looking at them like too hard. (laughs) And actually, I insisted one time that I knew somebody. Like I was like, "No, I know you," and he's like, "I don't think you do." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 I really do." And and we wound up becoming friends for a while, and we still are friends, you know. But we had lived near each other, and we became close friends. So it was just it was a weird thing. Yeah, you just some people. It's so funny how you even if you do or don't know them in in this lifetime, I feel like you just meet people and you just feel that connection where you just feels like you know them. And there's other people you can meet on the street where it's no connection whatsoever. So it's fun to kind of, when you feel that, to address it. Yeah, totally. Feel it. I invited Marissa on because she's a medium. (laughs) That is why she's here. So... (laughs) And she's a healer and she's a coach. So, she, and she travels around the world doing this. And and a lot of people have trouble understanding how we could do our work through the computer, right? But it is possible and, and a lot of great healings can come from that. So why don't you tell us your story? How did you get started being a medium? Yeah, it was really by accident. I feel like there's some people who have the story that they were a medium from the time they were small and saw spirits and all that stuff. That was not my story. I was very traditional, like straight A student, all the sports, business school, worked in the corporate world, all of that. I will say I probably started, my mom was super interested in this sort of thing growing up. She always talks about past lives and spirits she felt in the room. And I, I always believed in her, but I never did anything myself. Probably four or five years ago, I was going through a big transition of 
a breakup, quitting my job, moving, starting a business, all the things. And I was really just looking for my own kind of self-healing and really just started accidentally reading entrepreneurial books and digging into the law of attraction and manifestation and just kind of slowly went down that route. And for me, it started by channeling through writing. I was just journaling myself and I started channeling other people. And I would think, these are not my thoughts. These are not my words. And then it actually started happening. I would I would write these letters from people who had passed on. And that was kind of how this medium gift started. I, I mostly do my work through, it was all really an accident. So I can talk about kind of what that looked like and how I knew, but that was kind of the, the nutshell version of, of how this all started happening. I am totally familiar with that writing. And, you know, when you're doing that, (laughs) I call it automatic writing. And you're like, whoa, those are just not my words. I would not be writing that way. And then it kind of is interesting because you're like, that's, it's so interesting what kind of tone can come through or the specific words that somebody else might use. Yeah. It's weird. So, and it's super cool and awesome. So tell us, like, I know in the beginning when something like that happens, you're like, what is going on? You know? So how did you feel about that? Yeah. I was really open to it. I think because I'd been so open to it with my mom and with her, I would go to mediums and go to psychics again, just as like a participant, not doing it, not trying to do it myself. So I was at least, I was, you know, I was listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks, a lot of channeled work. So I was really familiar with it all. I just had no intention of doing it myself. So it wasn't totally out of the blue, but the first time it happened, I think as I looked back in my journaling, it would start, as you said, you're like, these aren't my words. These aren't my thoughts. But it took a while for me to even realize that. And, that, you know, as I was writing, it would, you know, I'd be like, I feel this and I feel that. And then suddenly it would switch to like, Marissa, you think this and da da da. <laughs> I, d- I didn't even really notice at first. I was like, maybe I'm just doing this like dear diary thing. Like, I don't know. It just started to click where I said, like, this isn't what I would say. And, and that's kind of how it really started. But I was really fine with it. it. It wasn't, as I look back, it should have been a really big surprise and been like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this is happening to me. But it was such a slow little, like, little shifts over time that it was just really normal. And and it's funny to think that, but the same thing then happened. I'd been automatic writing, like you said, through channeling for probably six months before the first one came through from, you know, an actual person who had passed on, which is the medium work that I do. A friend of mine had a cousin who had committed suicide Mm. and it was the one year anniversary. We were talking a lot about it and a letter came through from, from her cousin to her. And then it happened from my grandfather to mom. Okay. I don't know what's happening here. Maybe there's something to this. My mom was telling her friend about it. And she was like, can Marissa do this for my daughter? She was a freshman in high school and college, sorry, and had a friend pass away the year before. I said, you know, as long as she has fully aware that I have no idea if I can do this on command, if it works, if this is real, like, I just don't know. And that was really the kind of first test that I did. Cause I was, I was really testing myself as well. So mm-hmm. I wrote this letter for her. I sent it to her and I was super nervous. So I was like, I don't know if this is accurate. Maybe I'm going to make things worse for her. You know, I don't know. Right. Right. Um, and she just wrote back and said, like, I've been sobbing. Thank you so much. I don't know how you knew these words. Like, this is amazing. So that's kind of how it all began. I'm so glad that you took the time to really just, you know, because we have to surrender our ego, right? You know, when we're sending something off like that, we're like, I could be wrong. It could mean nothing. I could look crazy. You know, you're really surrendering your ego. But in that, you got such a blessing and such a gift. And then you were able to give a gift. So it was like so amazing. And I think that a lot of people don't do this work because that's a huge hump to get over. Yeah. It looks silly. Like to, I, I've been doing this for years now and I, every time I still have that fear and I've talked to mediums who've been doing this for 30 years and it's always the same. And I thought that that might go away at some point, but it's always this ego fear of, 
what if this isn't right? What if it's not real? Am I making this up? What if it's you know worse for someone? And I have to get over that every time. And every single time I've done it, it's like this healing. And, and that's why I keep doing it, right? So I keep moving past the ego to say, this is helping people. It's healing people. It's a gift for them. But it is this weird, especially that transition when I started doing it to be like, what the hell is happening? Like, how is, I, I guess I trust it because people, it's neat to be able to have the feedback of how accurate it feels to people. Because otherwise to me, when I'm writing, I'm like, this just feels like I'm making up a novel. Like it's, it's often 10, 11, 12 pages of writing. And I feel like I, Whoa. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Like when I say things or the analogy I like to give, it's like an inside joke, right? If you were right. to be sitting with two friends and you hear that, it's like, okay, I hear you're saying words, but I don't understand what you're what it's about. Right. And when I write, you know, from someone who's passed on to the person receiving that a lot of the, you know, the details, the, you know, the quote unquote kind of inside jokes of it, they don't mean anything to me. So I'm like, I'm just making this stuff up. But then what I always hear back is like, I don't know how you knew these things and it felt like them and all of that. So it's, it's hard to do every, it's a hard line of business, I think, to be in because of that, you know, scared ego feeling that I have, but I try to remove it every time and let whatever comes through, come through. Right. I, I have to say that, yeah, every time that I would do a healing and still sometimes I do, I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> like I literally sit None. down and like, I am now no, a blank I slate and I'm ready for whatever, but it's pretty, pretty yeah. amazing because you're, you're like, well, this could go, this could be the first time that it doesn't work <laughs> or whatever, you know, or so do you think that anybody exactly. can really do this or, you know, is there a way that we can actually connect with our loved ones if we're not necessarily a medium by profession? Yeah, it's such a beautiful question because I think that absolutely anybody can do this. Anybody has this gift. I think that if I talk to my mom a lot about this, if you think back to children, when they talk about their imaginary friends and the people they see and the feelings that they have, I think those are very real things that they are communicating a spirit or seeing or feeling or hearing. We all have a, you know different ways that we connect. And then over time, just this society tells us this isn't real. You don't have imaginary friends. Stop making this up. Like this is impossible. We don't know what's out there. And so over time, we layer all this stuff that prevents us from doing it and it doesn't feel real. So I believe again, and for me, like I wasn't doing this my whole life. I started around 29 years old, I guess is probably when the, the channeling started. And I'm not special. I'm not any different, I think. And even I, as you talked about, it's like our, our mind prevents us to say like, is this real? Could this be true? And even my mother, who I, you know, as I mentioned, has always been into this stuff. She does a lot of this sort of communication, but she questions it all the time. And I'm like, mom, like you're doing this too. But it's a lot of time, just the thoughts in our own head, our egos that prevent us from just trusting it. Um, but I think absolutely anybody, if you really open yourself up and just trust that you're not making it up, which is really hard to do. Anybody can do it. That's awesome. And do you think yeah. that they sometimes for people leave signs and things like that saying that they're around? Uh, yes. It's one of my favorite questions. And it's often kind of the entryway I like to help people connect with their own loved ones. Right. I know a lot of people come to me. It's like, if you want specific words and pages of writing, which is really beautiful and really helpful sometimes, you know, go to a medium or someone like that. But if you just, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, like my goal is for everyone to be able to connect with anyone at any time. And one of the, one of my favorite ways to do it is just to say, think of a sign, right? Like let's say your mother has passed on or something, right? Just think of a sign. The first thing that comes to your head, I'm looking at something down here. It's like oranges. Like, let's just say that's just what you choose. That's what pops into your head. 
anytime you see oranges or the color orange or, or a picture of an orange or like it could be an orange sewn onto a pillow or whatever, like that can be them communicating. And it's that same thing of writing a letter where people say like, wasn't that just a coincidence? Like, of course I'm going to see an orange or whatever, but it's really your belief and your feeling of it. So you can make it more obscure, but I always just say, whatever the first thing pops into your head, like make that your sign and look out for that when you want that person to communicate to you. Absolutely. I think signs are great for getting that connection going as well. So like, you you know, it kind of pulls you out of your reality for a second and then you can take that moment to pause and be like, is mom here or is grandma here or something, you know, and then what kind of message would she have for me? Or, you know, what what kind of communication have I been looking for, you know, an answer or something. Absolutely. And I think, like you said, that's a great kind of like first step. And then I love the question you asked on top of that, like, what would she be saying to me? And then the second layer to that, that I think a lot of people often think they make up thoughts in their head in their head of, you know, I, I'm thinking that if, if she was for that conversation, I know this is probably what she would tell me. And you hear people hear these thoughts in their head, but just assume it's what would be. And what I like to share is like, that's real. What's coming through those thoughts in your head. A lot of people think it's just your imagination, but a phrase that I love that I heard one time is, is, says, you know, your imagination comes from somewhere, right? You could have imagined any words, anything in the whole world. You could have imagined anything happening and you imagined those words. So start to trust in those words that come through. That's, mm. that is them. Again, I, I, I completely understand how hard that is to start to believe, but I love to start to help people realize that they have that connection within them all the time too. So I'm curious, do you see the spirits yeah. like when they're talking to you? Like, do they sit across from me you when you're typing and you're like having a conversation? It's a wonderful question. I do not see spirit and I'm kind of grateful for that. I know. I hear you. <laughs> do you. Yeah. Is it the same for you? I mean, most of the time it's a feeling and, and like yeah. a hearing of words and maybe I see a yeah. little bit of their head and I can tell that it's an energy thing, but I know people who see them full on, like as if yes. they're in the room. Yeah. I'm, gl- I'm grateful people, that it's not me. <laughs> I'm grateful. I mean, maybe one day that will happen. Like things keep progressing so quickly, who knows, but at, at the moment, yeah, I'm pretty grateful. I don't walk around and like see spirit ghost like things. And, and even as I mentally talk to you, like, I think sometimes things kind of really do push through and I kind of hard to explain, but I know you, you're exactly what you're saying. It's like, you kind of sense it, feel it, hear it. And it kind of comes out as this translation for me, I mostly do it through writing and it does just happen all the time. So like when people submit their medium letter to me, like on my website, they'll submit a picture of what they want and the questions that they want to ask this person. And when I first look at it, like, it's not like the spirit arrives. I look at it as me, Marissa. And I'm like, I don't know the answer to these questions. Like, how am I going to do it? And then I just kind of get in like a, almost like a meditative kind of state. I just start writing and it comes through. So yeah, it's more to me of just this kind of like sensing feeling what it's so hard to explain, but it just kind of comes out of me. And sometimes I can speak it and communicate it, but I don't see things. I'm not like actually hearing words. It's just kind of this feeling and it's, it's like this translation that comes through. Right. And, you know, I'll just want to say something about that translation. It's yeah. so important to really just translate what's there, right? You know, not yeah. interpret it, not change the words, not right. apply your own like knowingness or what you think will come next. You know, it's really yeah. just being completely open to the wor- exact words that are coming through it's, or the energy. It's funny that you say that because as I do these letters, as we talked about, the fear for me is that it's always, it's like wrong or weird. And the letters that come through are, are really detailed and, you know, random things. And sometimes there's words or phrases or things that they say that 
I always want to change because I'm like, oh, it's like so specific. What if that's not accurate? But to leave it exactly as it is and exactly as it, whatever comes through, those phrases or sentences or words they always want to delete are usually like the, I get goosebumps saying this, or like yeah, usually I, the too. thing. I <laughs> oh, they're like all over my body. Those words and phrases are usually like the specific thing that the client is like, I can't believe you said this word or this phrase. I'm like, I was really scared to say that because it's so random. Yeah, to say it exactly as it comes through. And it is an interpretation too. I think that's what's sometimes hard for people to understand. It's like, well, if you can communicate, isn't it like 100% perfect or this or that? And it's almost, I, I almost like to compare it to playing telephone. If you remember that game as kids, you're like, mm-hmm. whisper in someone's ear and then that person whispers to the next person, the next person. It's not like exact English words that I hear that I'm like typing out and it's so hard to explain it, but it, it's almost like seeing visuals, sensing, feeling, and it just kind of comes out as words the best it can, but it doesn't always translate like exactly. And it's just such a bizarre process. So I don't know if you can relate to that as well. Oh yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. You know what I do is I usually then will feel into those words, like sense everything all together and be like, this is what's really yeah. coming through. So I had a question that when, when you were talking, I'm like, oh yeah, I know what it is. So you are this corporate person before, and now you're yes. doing this thing that's pushing your <laughs> ego every single time. Sure so is. like, what do you think the le- life lesson is there for you? And like, wh- why do you think you continue to work through it? You know, like what's mm. your motivation for working through it? Do you know? Oh, what a cool question. The The word that pops into my head is the word freedom. For oh me, gosh, I, I just got chills everywhere. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That's I have awesome. like permanent chills from this call. Like all, when I say I get them on my arms, I had a friend or a client who told me goosebumps are truth bumps. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that. cool. Things just like really resonate as true. It's been a little bit of a journey. So I quit my corporate job, I guess it was about six years ago now. And I worked in the corporate world for six years. And when I first started, it wasn't like I quit to become a medium. I quit and I started several, like an e-commerce business and then a different online course business. And then I was coaching and then I did this medium stuff. So it's been a progression of it happening because analogy almost feels like an undoing. It feels like over time, again, the same way society tells us like, you know, all these things don't exist. I feel like for me over time, I thought it was internally what I wanted, but it's, it's all these societal things that say, you know, you go to college and you do this and you get the job and whatever. And I, I thought that I liked that. And as I've made these changes, like slowly, and it's, it's been a progression, right? A very fast progression, but a progression nonetheless of just becoming more and more myself and more and more open to doing this. And my, I worked at Pepsi and marketing for like six years. And when I quit that, I started this e-commerce business selling baked goods. And I was like, my ego then was like, even so scared. I was like, how could I have quit my job to like big brownies and sell? like, what the hell am I doing? Like (laughs) I had such an ego trip, even just from leaving the corporate world. So I think it would have been really hard for me to go straight from corporate world to medium, but there's been a lot of little baby steps in between along the way. So for me, even just quitting my job to start something entrepreneurial, my ego had a whole thing about that where I was like, what am I doing? You know, I'm not making as much money. What are people going to think? You know, I'd I'd worked all this way to keep climbing this corporate ladder that I'd quit. So to do that straight to what I'm doing now, I mean, maybe if I'd been doing this work for years and years and I had to do it, it would have, you know, would have had to do it, but it's been a slow, I I say slow, it's been pretty quick, but it's been little baby steps along the way of starting an e-commerce shop and then starting again, this online course and coaching and, and stepping into it. So it's still scary. I think like every time I start to discover something new, I was like, I'm channeling and I'm doing this medium thing. And now I'm doing like past life regressions. And I've, I've been doing 
trans channeling where I speak out loud and I feel like to me, it just gets quote unquote weirder and weirder. And my friends are like, Rose, like, what are you doing? Who are you? So I have to put my ego aside, but I just know for me as you know, I do this all because it heals and it brings joy and it brings me such freedom to just be me. You know, when I think about my life traveling as well, it's like I, everything I do is trying not to just live because someone told me to, it's like, what really just brings me joy and what do I love to do? So it's, it's hard, but I just keep moving forward because I feel like I can't not do it really. Mm-hmm. Once you get awake, you can't get unawake. <laughs> uh, it's harder. I think it's hard. But like, sometimes like, I just want to go back to sleep. It was a lot easier. I know different, sometimes. You know, yeah. Different, different, hard, different, easy. I say, um, like I'm definitely living a life that I love more now, but it's like higher highs and lower lows. And mm-hmm. before it was like, I was just asleep walking and it was really easy. And I'm like, I want to <laughs> go back to that sometimes, but I know I can't. So Right. Right. And then once you, yeah. Once you like play that out for like more than just a second, you're like, no, I can't go. Yeah. yeah, I love that you are (laughs) embracing so many different modalities. That's really awesome. And I, as somebody who has been on this journey for 14 years, I always say in the beginning, it was, you know, first 10 years or whatever. I'm like, what the hell is the point of all of this? Like, why can I sense what's going on in somebody's body? Why can I talk to people who've crossed over? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Um, and it was just thing after thing. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, now I get it. You know, it's all just for the healing, you know? So that's really cool. So how are you liking doing some of these other things? I love it. I really do it because I love it. It makes me excited. I'm curious about it all, but it's a lot. I feel like sometimes I'm like, I just wish it would slow down. Like I want to stop discovering new things once I, you know, it's like, I just want to stick to one thing and do it. But once you dig into it, like it's like, there's so many different paths of healing and I think that each person kind of needs or or wants or desires a different one. And so it's really neat to be, you know, someone comes to me to have these different modalities to, to serve someone, right? Like maybe somebody passed on and they need to hear from that loved one and that's the healing they need or the past life regressions I do are super powerful of a lot of times people are stuck or can't move something or can't move past a fear or limiting belief or something, a physical, even illness or injury, and that brings really interesting information. And then the coaching that I do is, is really powerful too. Cause even once you have a lot of people who I know who do this kind of work, but they just deliver it and that's it. And it's like, well, okay, that feels great for that session, but then people don't know how to take that move forward. So I feel really grateful for the work that I did as a coach for so long. Cause now I can help people integrate that and, and move forward. So yeah, there's just so many different modalities and they're fun, right? Like at the end of the day, if I think back to my corporate marketing world, like I didn't love that. I was doing it because I, you know, I could, I was good at it, whatever. But this stuff just fascinates me and it feels so good to to help people move through it. And I'm, I learned so much from it and I'm just curious by all of it. I love it. Uh, on my um, desk here, I have a question mark. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm very curious as well. So, and speaking of being curious, what messages have you gotten for healing? Like, so has spirit given you messages about why people go through, let's say a chronic illness or an injury or something like that? Have you gotten information that seems to make sense to you? Yeah, it's different for every person, I suppose. But for me, I'm a true believer that we have illnesses, injuries, things like that. It's our higher self speaking out that something is so out of alignment. And to me, that's kind of a last resort for for it to speak to you, right? So I think if we are truly living in alignment, truly listening to our intuition, our higher self, our inner voice, whatever you want to call it, 
and you're doing what you're meant to be doing and living your truths and not pushing emotions down and all of that. I don't think we have to have illnesses. I don't think we have to have injuries. And it starts out as like small cues, right? Where you're just like, okay, I'm doing this choice and something feels off to me. Like I'm just having an off day, feels weird, my gut, whatever. And if you don't listen to that for days, weeks, months, years, and you keep pushing that down, whether that's staying in a relationship, it's not right. Staying in a job you don't like, not sharing your truth to a partner, you know, whatever it might be, there's a million things. I think our body then gives us these illnesses or injuries to speak to us. Be like, hello, something is not right. Mm -hmm. Listen to me. And it's really fun as I do this work, like every, it works differently in every person, right? I have a client who, when she was around her in-laws and like things really weren't right, she would literally like puke and get sick. Um, When she was really stressed about work, it would show up as like migraines in the front of her head. And there was one other, I think it was with, with her husband. She would have this like lower back pain, like when things weren't right. So if you start to look back, I remember, I forget what book it was. I read this like years ago and wrote down like every time for me, like I used to get the flu every time I came home from college for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it wasn't like that I, you know, that I was sick from being home. It was like, I pushed myself so hard and went, you know, just shut down all of my, you know, I wasn't sleeping. I was partying. I was doing all of these things. And when I got home, my body was like, relax, like don't move. Your body needs to rest. Right. Mm. So if you look back at all your illnesses, injuries, things like that, for me, I had all this lower back pain for about three years until I started traveling the world and just like went away one day. And I knew that I didn't know that's what it was at first, but I had it like two and a half years in. I remember telling my mom, I said, when I leave to go travel, I booked a one way, one way flight to Asia. I was like, my back pain's going to go away. I'm sure of it. I had no reason to like, it was this chronic pain. Doctors couldn't find anything. And I got there and it was like gone. And to me, that was my body's way of being like, you're in this cage, like get out, go, go be free, go do what you want to be doing. So for me, for, for spirit, usually it's kind of helps to say like, what is that thing that you're ignoring, pushing down, doing whatever that's, that's bringing this about. That's trying, it's trying to help you. There's a, there's a quote I love that says, the illness is the cure and it's, it's trying to cure you, but we're like, let's get some medicine. Let's push this away. And mm-hmm. really, if we just get in touch with ourselves and listen, I think we can heal ourselves. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. Yes. We can heal ourselves. I do believe that. What stories stand out in your head like that you've channeled or, you know, are you allowed to share anything around that? Yeah, definitely. I never share like clients' names or anything like that. There was one I was I was back home in Atlanta at my parents' house and my mom was asking me for a question she had for it was her grandmother, my great grandmother. And this is when I was still pretty new to things. And I was like, Mom, I, I can't talk, I can't speak it. You know this, but like tell me your question and I'll I'll write it out and share it with you. But as I was sitting there, I was trying to I was trying to practice and listen. I was like, okay, I can feel I can feel her here. She's kind of trying to say something. And I, and her dad, who has passed on as well. I was like, he's trying to say something else as well. He's like trying to butt in. They're both there. I don't really know what they're saying, but I'll write it out like in a couple of minutes once, you know, once I get back to my computer, she left the room. And five minutes later, I opened up my phone and checked my email and I had in, in my email, just like in my normal Gmail inbox, it was like, you know, Amazon delivery, whatever else. And then there was this blank one in between that said, no subject, no sender. And the date was 12, 31, 60, the year 69. This was like literally among like sent 10 minutes ago, sent an hour ago, whatever. And then like, you know, nestled in between the other ends. I was like, what the no hell? No way. And my grandfather passed away on New Year's Eve. So that was the 1231. And I didn't know this at the time, but my, my great grandmother died in the year 69. And I, as I was trying to like channel this message from both of them, I had this email from them that was from no subject, no sender, 1231 69. Like I have the screenshot. Jesus. 
it was like so I, I nuts. all over my legs. So that was a really because we can talk about symbols or spirit like messages from spirit. That was a really, really cool one. In terms of some of the letters that I've done, there's so many fun examples. The one I always just share, I'm like, whatever comes to my head must be here for a reason. Somebody submitted a request for a letter from their grandfather. And they hadn't had like the closure that they wanted. It was hard and they hadn't come and like seen him when they wanted to, when they passed away. So there's a lot of information about that, but just one of the fun ones that resonated. He, one of the questions he asked was like, what do you miss most about being alive? And all the questions, like, I love all of the questions that people send. And he was like, of course I, you know, I miss physically being there with, you know, my wife and and you guys and my daughter and all of that. But he was like, I really miss drinking port. And this was like one of those words <laughs> that I really wanted to delete. Cause I was like, port, this is so weird. Like, what if he never drank port? They're going to think this letter isn't real. And I sent it and he was like, oh my gosh, like my grandfather loved drinking port. And it was like so meaningful to him. And it just made him feel like it was like this connection that he hadn't had with him again. And he was walking down the street the next day and he was like, I just walked by this window and there was this big, huge bottle of port. And it was just this cool connection again. So sometimes it can be just the little things that people feel. It's like, you just feel that they're still there somewhere. You feel like they're communicating and still connected. So I love it. Are they okay on the other side? Like, cause I, I I've actually never even thought about what do they miss here? Because it always seems like it's so great on the other side. Why would you miss here? Yeah. Other than the people, maybe, you know? Yeah. You're so right. I had another person submit the other day. They said, oh my gosh, this is a funny question. They're like, do they miss? They were, they were, it was someone in this lifetime who was like a foodie. And they're like, I'm pretty sure like you don't have food on the other side. Like, do you really miss it? And I, I just thought it was such a fun question. And the response that came through for that one was kind of what you're saying. They're like, it's, it's so great on the other side that we don't miss this. But yeah, it's, it's so hard to explain. And the message that came through from like, in addition to kind of that question was, it was almost like humans, like you can't even understand how wonderful it is on the other side. Like there's just not even a way to explain it, to give an analogy, to let you understand. Like there's no negative, there's no negative emotions, like bad things don't happen. Like that's, that's what this life is for, right? That's what we're here to experience as, as humans. And so on the other side, it's just this really peaceful, joyous, wonderful place. And they were like, if you only knew how wonderful it is, you'd want to not be living there and you'd want to be here. But they were like, but you're not ready to go yet. So don't think about it. But <laughs> it seems like a pretty wonderful place on the other side. So many people in the spiritual community believe that we're here to experience earth school, right? And that's yeah. why we're here. So do you have that feeling that we're here to learn these lessons and go ahead and put it in your own words? I don't know if you've ever done, I've, I've done ayahuasca a couple of times and I just did it, it was maybe two or three weeks ago here in Mexico. And can you I was explain really what gra- ayahuasca is? Cause yes, okay. yes, I will. Thank you. So ayahuasca is a plant medicine. You drink it and it's at, you're with a shaman and there's other people around and you usually do it at night. And once you take it, um, it's very hard. It often shows you the things that you are struggling with or can't overcome or lessons you, you know, you want to learn and you face these hard things and it kind of gives you insights for things that you kind of can't necessarily get through consciously. So it's, it's a really hard experience. Yeah. You kind of see visions, you often purge, you puke. It's, it's a whole thing, but during it, I had this kind of grappling where I've, I've been struggling with this lately to say like, why are we here? Like, if it's so wonderful, I'm like living half in this other dimension, you know, seeing how wonderful all these people and happy. I was like, what, what's the point of all of this? And I believe in have experienced, you know, multiple lives and things like that. I was like, we're just going to do this. And it's really hard and just come back again. Like, what's the point? Like it's skip COVID. I'm tired of it. 
<laughs> yes. Like skip the hard things. What are we doing? And during this ayahuasca vision that I had, it really told for, for me personally, this lifetime, it was like, you're here to just have fun. And it was the first time I feel like I had like really stepped into my body again, since I've had this kind of like awakening that was like, I'm just here to be Marissa, to have this physical body experience and to have fun. That is literally like, I've had a lot of hard lives and past lives. And this one was just here to like, have a good time, feel what it feels like to have fun and be easy. But I do believe that all of us are here for different experiences, right? Some people might be here to feel harder things to, you know, go through certain lessons. And I had a lot of trouble with that. So I was like, what's the point just so we can all go back and we're all part of this bigger thing. And I don't know, I've struggled with it for the past couple of years trying to figure it out. But to me, it was this awakening, like, all right, I guess I'm, I guess I'm here. We're here. We might as well make the most of it. So it's still a little bit confusing to me, but that was, that was my latest realization. I definitely have gotten that (laughs) similar message of like, just relax and have fun and not to take it so seriously. I mean, because I think once you're awake, you really realize that there's no other path other than following your heart. And as long as you're doing that, you're gonna be doing the things you're here for, you know, so, yeah. and, and try to have as much fun along the way as possible. I mean, life isn't all about fun. And I do love whenever, you know, the poets or the singers or whatever talk about the dichotomy of the dark and the light. Yeah. And I love how you said there is this roller coaster, the highs are higher and the lows are lower, yeah. but yeah. those highs are really pretty awesome and amazing. And, and you feel like you clear a lot and, and get a lot of clarity really in those highs, but those lows can be pretty low and hard. And that's why the podcast has a dark night. Did you, have you had a dark night? Well, explain to me specifically what you mean by that. So a dark night of the soul is really when you, for me, for for instance, I wanted to check out, I wanted to die. I wanted, I was ready. I was done. I was like over it all. And I was actually angry and I had been living my life for someone else and it's, or for everyone else, actually. Um, (laughs) Absolutely everyone else except for me. (laughs) I was like, everybody else came before me. And so then I just realized, you know, I can't do this anymore. This isn't working, that something's not right about this system that I had believed in and built up in my mind as the way to go. And it sounds like you had that when you were 29, when you left the corporate world. Yeah, I did. I did for sure. And for me, I was always like, I had a really easy life. Things were easy. Nothing really went wrong. I never lost anyone close to me. Like every step was just kind of like next, next, next. I had friends, you know, relationships that all worked out. And for me, it was, yeah, like 27, 28 years old. It was when I was, I was engaged. I left this engagement. I quit my job, started this business. I actually had back surgery before my back got better. And it was really kind of after that back surgery, it was probably the lowest place I've been in where it was the first time my parents, my brother, people were like, what's wrong with you? Like, we're worried that you're not going to snap out of this. And part of it was like the pain medication, all of that, but it was really low. And it was starting businesses for me has been one of the hardest things I've done too, of like not making the money I wanted to, to start, but like just knowing I was like, I can't go back to the corporate world. Like this doesn't feel right. And just discover like this waking up of discovering all of this personal development stuff. And so for me, it wasn't like one day, but there was this kind of month long period where I was just in a really dark, hard place. And I was like, what's the point of this. Like, I don't like, this is hard. I don't, how do I wake up every morning and do anything? So to me, that's, yeah, that was the really hard part. And it was right around then when I started doing all the channeling and then doing all of this messaging and started to kind of come back into it all and try to figure it out. And it's still confusing, right? I think waking up to all of this makes it harder and being more awake to all of the pain, not only for myself, but as an Mm -hmm. empath and doing these letters for everybody else where I'm like, this life is fucking hard. Like everybody's dealing with these, you know, the letters that I write, a lot of them are people wanting to understand 
suicides of like their children, or it's a lot of usually younger suicides that I have. Other people who have lost, yeah, I, a, I did a letter recently for a woman who had lost her daughter at 27 years old or just people who lost parents. And it's like, what is the point? It's hard. So yeah, a lot of it is just starting to become okay with that and know that it's all for, for a reason or for some sort of experience and just knowing that while I'm here, I'm just trying to make the most of it. So, but it's, it's a very hard thing to, to wake up to and start to deal with. Right. Well, and how do you stay grounded? How do you clear that stuff? How do you get through that? Those moments where <laughs> it's <laughs> like, hard. Breathe. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And it's been a learning process and something I've started helping others with as well. And I think for me, it started as just learning that I was an empath. It's, it's really neat to look back at my journey before I even knew that I was a medium. It started for me realizing I feel other people's emotions on a day-to-day basis. Like I walk into a room and I can tell you every friend is feeling. And I didn't know that everyone else wasn't doing that their whole lives too. I was like, oh, this is different. So even starting to have that awareness. And then when I learned that, I was like, okay, how do I realize like, what are my emotions and what are somebody else's and how can I understand that and help and be there for them without literally taking it on myself? So there's practices. I mean, meditation helps taking deep breaths helps being out in the sun, showering, being in water. But really for me, the awareness of it is really helpful. So I can say, Oh, like this, this feeling that I'm feeling right now, like I don't need to feel this. This is theirs to feel not mine. And it's been a real journey to practice that. So as I do, you know, my next step before I knew I was a medium was I started doing coaching. And so for me, it was a practice every day of when I first started doing my coaching calls, I was drained after every single one for like an hour. I would have to like sit and just do nothing and be, and now I can recover a little quickly, a little, you know, more quickly, but it's the same, you know, I feel like it was me working up to the medium letters that I do where it's like fully taking this, this thing on and letting it just pass through and knowing that once I'm done, it still takes, you know, and now I can sit for five, 10 minutes and recover, but I really have to take that time for myself and, and let it go through me and not hold on to it because I think that adds to the illnesses and that, you know, when you're taking on that heavy stuff, so it's just a real awareness and a real conscious practice to breathe, to sit, to let it go to. And I think just the full awareness of like what feels like yours and what feels like someone else's and how do you like, like breathe it out of your body, let it go. Right. Awesome. I love that you brought that up. It is yeah. so important and and it is hard. I, I, I know for sure I had times that I had to recover for longer, And then it's gotten shorter over time because I've gotten those tools that are so necessary. Spirit was just showing me that you going to the ocean, the salt water (laughs) helps to pull it Um, as the waves go out, it comes, it releases. Yeah. So that now I understand why all the, <laughs> the beach pictures the travel. Yeah. I'm obsessed with beaches. Yeah. I'm, I'm like three blocks from the beach right now. And the other day I was doing a lot of really heavy work and typically like I'm, I've grind and I'll like get my work done, but it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I texted a friend. I was like, I need to go get in the water right now. And I don't, you know, my home base is in Atlanta. That's where I'm from. So I don't always have the, you know, you don't always have the luxury of having an ocean, but when I do it and everyone has their different, like happy landscapes for me, like tropical beaches make me really happy. Other people love the mountains or Mm. meadows, you know, the woods feel mountains feel really lonely and scary to me. I'm like, give me a happy tropical beach. So just getting out in nature, wherever you're, you know, everyone has a different happy place, but getting in that surrounding yourself with people who make you happy, all of that. Yeah. But I love that you got that vision of the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. So is there anything else you want to share with all of us? I mean, this has been such an awesome interview and you've shared so much wisdom and knowledge that you've accumulated over the years. I mean, so thank you. So fun. 
That, I mean, I think that's the main stuff. The other thing that often people ask, it's like for anybody who's skeptical, I think that that's always a big question and a fun one to talk about. There's a lot of I think stigmas around mediums and like taking advantage of people and things like that. So I would just say like, trust your instinct. If it's something that calls to you, follow through and do it with someone who feels good with any industry. There's always people who, you know, there's good and bad doctors, good and bad lawyers, real estate agents, all of that stuff. And the other thing is it's often scary to people. So the real message I have is the messages that come through from, you know, in all the work that I do, it's really from a place of, of love. Like people don't use, you don't usually get messages that you're not meant to hear or that will scare you. I had one client who, who didn't request a letter for a really long time. She was like, I'm really scared. I'm bothering my grandmother. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I was like, what? Like, it's just so funny. I was like, that never, I've been so in touch and just, it's been so normal to me just through my mom. And then the work that I do that it never occurs to me that people are nervous or scared to interact for what they might hear. So I think my biggest message is like, if it's something that calls to you or you're curious, it comes from a place of love and there's nothing to be scared or worried about. Like you hear what you're meant to hear. And it's a really beautiful process, I would say. So how can they work with you if they wanted to work with you? You can go to, I say my my website, it's marissa, M-A-R-I-S-A medium.com. You can request a letter. People again, just submit a photo just because I'm a visual person and like to see it and a list of specific questions. I say specific because you could say like, how are you doing grandma? And you're going to get an answer. Or you can say, were you upset that I wasn't there by your bed when you crossed over? And you're going to get that answer, right? So it's like really asking those specific questions that are on your mind that are really weighing on you. And usually the hard ones that people are scared to ask, like that's where the healing comes. And if people want to see a sample letter, I'll create just like a landing page to marissamedium.com slash Ophelia for your, for your podcast. And you can just download a sample letter. Cause I think that's the other thing that really confuses people. They're like, I don't know. A a lot of people assume that the information that comes through is generic, like a astrology reading would be or something, but it's really specific and it's long and it's really neat to read. I have permission from, from one of my clients to share the letter. So if anyone's curious of like what that looks like when it comes through, yeah, it's marissamedium.com slash Ophelia and you can download it and check it out and just kind of see what that looks like. You are definitely a light in this world. And I want to thank you for being on the podcast and sharing. You are too, Amy. And I love the journey that you're on to help people heal as well. And it's such a beautiful mission. And I can tell it's through a lot that you've been through that's led you here as well. So thank you for, for hosting this and for having it. Thank you. All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia Podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 